It's election week here in the U.S., and we swear this episode has absolutely nothing to do with any of that. Hope you're in the mood to laugh. This one is all about our worst roommates. Breaking stuff, skipping out on bills, being generally gross. This one's got it all. And this week in Woo, women who believe they've been pregnant for years and doctors are just too dumb to agree with them. For real. And I know the title is weird, but it's one of those that'll make sense once you listen. I promise. to go off on different tangents because you know how we do because it's so hard for us to not do that oh my god yes but we we kept nearly going off on weird tangents and and then we would stop ourselves and say oh maybe someday we can do an episode about that and one of the things that came up a listener contacted us uh on twitter and was very excited and said that they really 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 wanted us to do this particular topic so we're going to do it because, oh yeah. oh yeah, and uh I guess the best way to introduce the topic is, oh God, this is going to be so embarrassing. Ra, ra, ah, 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 ra, ma, ra, ma, ma, ga, ga, ooh, la, la, want your bad roommate? Yes. I had to. I had to. Because <laughs> every time I thought about it, it popped into my head. Even though neither of us are Lady Gaga fans, but that song just gets in there, you know. So we're gonna we're gonna see if we can do an entire episode of just shitty roommate stories. Yeah, and I, you know, I definitely came up with a few, and I'm thinking that memory will be triggered as we go on. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. And I, you know, and I, I started thinking because I decided to go. I, you've had more roommates than I've had because, well, I didn't move out of my parents' house till I was done with college. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I, I basically had a, a series of lessons that, you know, do not do not live with friends from high school. There was that. And, oh, uh, yes, yes. And once I stopped doing that, things got a little, a little bit better. But then it wasn't long before, you know, before my husband came along, so... He, you know, he has been my best and longest lasting roommate. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. But uh, I started thinking of them like chronologically to make sure I didn't forget anybody. And when I thought about the first one, I realized, well, the first two that I've told, I've told a lot of stories about them, but I'm going to try to not retell. But if, you know, if I feel like I absolutely have to, I might. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then I also have people that I don't think I've talked about at all, so that'll be that'll be really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have one like my first roommate ever. Yeah. Was this girl named Kelly Ledrew? <laughs> okay. And we were friends in the sense that we were like we met at One Step Beyond, the goth club oh, that we wow. used to go to. Wow. And so we were like, you know, kind of like club friends and Was she gothy? Uh she was wannabe gothy. Yeah. Okay. Well kinda so were you. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and when you know, dad kicked me out and I went to go, you know, live with my aunt. Yeah. You know, I just decided that I, you know, wanted to get an apartment. So my first ever apartment was with this girl, Kelly LeDrew. God, I don't know. I was... I think I just turned 21, and I think she was 20. Oh, wow. Which is, you know, not a good combination. Because... No, because we're all idiots at that age. Yeah. Everyone's and, an idiot uh, at that age. But she was... 
I remember she was kind of a nightmare. She never paid her rent, and she never paid the power bill, and I was constantly having to call her mother, being like, um, we're going to get evicted because I paid my half of the rent, and Kelly hasn't. And so her mother would, like, frantically send me a check. Wow. Well, at least her mother did that. Yeah. But non-payers who didn't, I couldn't get money out of them. Yeah, but I remember this was a woman uh, weird on so many levels. But the the two things I remember, one is just like an anecdote, but then the one is like the oh my God story. Okay. (laughs) But uh, this woman, she would not buy groceries. And so mom, you know, my mom at the time, she would take me grocery shopping like once a month. Right. And I would go and get, uh, you know, tons and tons of groceries. So I remember, like, one day I was carrying the groceries in, and Kelly LeDrew, I remember her coming into, you know, the little kitchen area where I was, like, you know, grocery bags were on our dining table. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, I'm so hungry. And this bitch literally went into my bags of groceries, got a box of cereal, went into my bag of groceries, got milk out, and started eating. Oh, no, she didn't. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What an entitled piece of shit. Yeah, and this bitch, I would, like, I would come home and... My stereo speakers would be pulled out of my bedroom in the little hallway so she could play music on my stereo when her friends were hanging out. Oh, God. Oh, because and, you didn't have one in the living room. Yeah. So she, oh, so she went into your room. And pulled my stereo speakers out. Oh, that is bullshit. And so I went and I bought a lock. Fuck yeah, you did. And I changed the doorknob and put a lock on it where I had the key. And when I came home from work that night, she was all pissed off because (laughs) what's up with you putting the lock on your room? And it was like, how did you even know that there was a lock on my room if you hadn't been trying to go in my room? Thank you. What were you doing touching my knob? You know, but the weird, okay, so (laughs) the weird thing about her is like she would always just come in to my room. And one night, you know, she came in, and let's just say I was watching a VHS of porn, and all that entails. Sure. As you do. Not a big deal. You know, you walk in on your roommate doing that, and you're like, oh my god, I'm sorry, see you later, bye. Not a big deal. Kind of funny, you'd probably laugh at it later, and it's not a big deal. (laughs) But no, she was so freaked out that she had conversations with her friends that would come over. You think it's normal for your roommate to be jacking off in the room with his roommate here? It's not like you were doing it in the kitchen. She was offended because I was jacking off while she was home. Even though my door was closed and she shouldn't have been coming into my room anyway. Right. And I was just like, whatever, I don't care. (laughs) Even if you guys were a couple, it's acceptable to masturbate whenever you fucking want to. Yeah, as and long as you're. I remember she would. She had discussions uh, with her friends about how awful that was because she was so upset by it. Didn't Verity do that to somebody? Didn't Verity get upset about masturbation? Yeah, Verity walked into the bathroom. Yes, and. Well, uh, her roommate was masturbating to pornography. (laughs) I mean, as long as you're masturbating to pornography and not masturbating to, like, oh, I don't know, Sesame Street. I know, (laughs) but it was just like, but anyway, that bitch. Oh, and the funny thing about, the funny thing about Verity and her roommate, let's just say, (laughs) and I don't even need to do a description beyond this. The guy used to have booths at different fan events selling canned haggis. <laughs> and that kind of says it all. Oh, <laughs> He's wow. not somebody that you'd want to walk in oh. to see them whacking it, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, 
No. Oh, God. You know, as long as we're talking about porn, this was the first, my first non-high school roommate, shall I say. Um, I met him through one of the high school roommates. Uh It's it's a long story, but this was... This was someone who, uh, the worst person in the world, thought this roommate was in love with him. Oh, I remember that. So much no. Now, see, the thing about this particular roommate, this roommate was bi. And even though, I, well, I will say, I will say the only, there's only two bits of evidence. Not that I need evidence, but at the time, I didn't really fully understand his alleged bi-ness, but... One time, he was driving, he, he'd gone out with a friend of his and her boyfriend, and they were all out together, and he was the one driving, and he dropped his friend off, and then he dropped off her boyfriend, and then he and the friend's boyfriend fucked uh, before he went home. I mean, that's the kind of asshole this was. Oh, you know? see, I didn't, God, you probably told me that, and I just don't remember. Well, I mean, there's there's so many things about this guy that was bad, but... But the the porn story, one time, and I, oh, God, I wish I could remember which con we were leaving for. Because there were, there were times when you and I would leave for a con and something would be forgotten. Like the time that we went to, oh, God, we stopped off to see a friend on the way out of town. And I put my purse down in her apartment and somehow I didn't pick it back up. Oh God! So, I don't remember, do you remember that. that. No, you don't, you don't remember when you and Darren had to pay for me for everything at that con because my purse was. Oh open. no! And I didn't realize oh, it until no, we got no. to Dallas. You know, I drove the whole way, no oh, license, no nothing. <laughs> um, but anyway, but but this this particular time, we were going to a con. I'm assuming. And we had started to leave town, and then I realized, oh shit, I forgot something. So we turned around and went back to my house. Because we hadn't gotten out of town. It was like, no, fuck it, we're going to go back back to the house. Well, this uh-huh. was early in the morning. I mean, we used to, you know, when you have to drive all the way across fucking Texas to get somewhere, it's a long drive, yeah. and, and you're going on the first day of the con, and you don't want to get there at five o'clock in the afternoon, you know, so you leave. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, granted, we also probably didn't sleep much the night before because we were probably working on shit. But, you know, it was early in the morning and, you know, I had already left. And then, like, less than an hour later, because I'm not, I am not out of town yet, I've turned around and gone home. So at, let's say, 8, 8.30 in the morning, I opened my front door uh-huh. to the site of... That roommate. Actually, I guess I didn't see him run out of the living room. Um, I saw him coming back in, being like, oh, like with a robe on. Uh. Not realizing at the time that he was definitely hiding an erection. But uh. what I was walking in on was because we only had the one TV and the one VCR in the living room. Uh. And I walked in on Jeff Stryker porn. Uh, <laughs> and How he pretended like he had just turned the TV on or whatever and was had gone in the other room for a bit and like he I mean instantly like made up a whole story about I put this videotape in and I don't even know what this is like I was watching something else and someone must have recorded over my oh please like, yeah, oh my god that's so where the funny where did the Jeff Stryker porn come from nobody recorded <laughs> what, like so we accidentally recorded it off of TV no that's a that's a store bought video anyway but he was such an asshole he was an asshole on a lot of levels but I did want to mention the Jeff Stryker thing, just because we were talking about Oh my porn. god. <laughs> That's fabulous. Movies are bombing all over the country. They are posing as movies you already know. They may be in your theaters, your neighbor's home, or even your own. Why are you doing that voice? I don't know. (coughs) 
I thought it made me sound cool. It doesn't. I'm Jason Bishop, host of the Invasion of the Remake podcast with co-host Sam Stepanenko and Trish Coughlin. Join us each week as we rotate talking about your favorite films and their not-so-favorite remakes. We'll also dig deep to find forgotten films that we think are more worthy of remaking, complete with our own fantasy casting. You can get all 130 episodes and counting on... Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Radio Player FM, and all the best podcast providers, even frickin' YouTube. For the low, low price of absolutely nothing, join the invasion. Subscribe today. Or we'll blow up your planet. about my first roommate um in fact i even you know uh we we actually had a, a major major story about him jerking off uh <laughs> in one of our old episodes a very <laughs> early one i think it was like maybe 35 36 it was like way way mm-hmm. way back um an episode called towels ticks and a tosser i highly recommend people look back because all i can really say uh, just to intrigue you enough to make you go back and look for it is um, I, I, I'll sum up that story by saying that his jerk off habits caused sewage to bubble up into the house. <laughs> I'm not going to go into any more detail about that because I want you to be curious and I want you to go back and look. Towels, ticks. Yes, because that was just. That's yeah. Weird. But that particular really, really weird. But that, but that particular roommate, there's a lot of potential stories. But I do. There's one I really want to talk about, and like you were talking about, um, your first roommate not paying bills and not paying rent and stuff. So this guy and I, we had gotten an apartment together, and then we found this house that the rent. I mean, okay. Granted, it was a long time ago, and it was also back when you could afford to live in Austin. Let's just say. Uh-huh. Uh, we rented... Our, our apartment rent was 350 a month for a rather large two-bedroom apartment. Yeah, that, that was, was big. I mean, the yeah. living room was huge. I mean, it was so big that Pitney moved in for a while and used our, our dining room area as his bedroom. Yeah. Plenty yeah. of space. Um, but... We we found, we saw this house for rent, and even though our rent wasn't our lease wasn't up, he convinced me that no, we could totally just go rent this house, and I and, and that mm-hmm. one was five hundred dollars a month, and I was having a hard enough time splitting three fifty a month, and at the time mm-hmm. he made considerably. I mean, he I mean neither of us made a lot of money, but he made considerably more than I did. And so part of the deal of us renting this house, and I want to emphasize, this is an old craftsman-style house from 1926. It was a cool house, yeah. It was a really cool house. It was in bad shape. It was on an enormous lot. And I loved living there, but you can live in a house with no air conditioning and no heat and, like, rats and roaches and shit. You can do that in your 20s. Because you just tolerate yeah. things in a different way. I mean, we moved into a house that had no stove and no refrigerator. I mean, we we did we wanted to live cool in that house. house. It was a beautiful house. It really, really was cool. But um, but the part of the deal was that he would pay the bulk of the bills mm-hmm. you know, because I couldn't afford it. And then around that time, I got a better paying job not realizing that that job was a seasonal job and a few months later I would have no job and that I would be on unemployment based on when I was making $5 an hour. So I was basically, you know, I had, you know, my share of the rent was, let's say, $200 and my total amount of money for the month was $300 for my unemployment. So I was fucking broke. And during the time when I was fucking flat broke, two things happened. One, he let someone else move in with us. Uh-huh. Uh, he invited this friend to move in with us. And I've had a lot of stories about her too, and I will talk about her later. But it was, she needed a place to live. She had a little girl. You know, we didn't want them to be on the street. But it was all about being generous with shit we didn't have. And, and she should not have moved in with us because she couldn't couldn't work that's a whole other story so she had no income so she was paying absolutely nothing to live with us and 
her daughter and dealing with all of that shit. Yeah. On top of the fact, so now we have three people living in the house, and then this is the whole point of all of that. The roommate who was supposed to be paying the bulk of the bills, he lost his job and didn't say anything. And he would pretend to get up and go to work every day. Like, he was so determined to get away with that as long as possible that, like, for, like... A, oh, I had one of those, oh, yeah. too, that would, like, go to the library all day because so I didn't know that he right. got, they didn't like, have a job. I had yeah. no idea, no idea what he did all day. I mean, granted, like, I would go to work, but, you know, he would leave for work and come home for work, except he wasn't at work. And this was, like, three weeks without saying anything. So now there's... He probably went all day and got his dick sucked in the in the library bathroom. Oh, who knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> I, 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 who knows? No, he probably did the sucking. Not anything about it. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> I had no fucking money, and now suddenly I'm the one who's responsible for 100% of the rent and bills. Mm-hmm. When I was supposed to be paying like a third of it as a, instead of a half. It, oh, my God. And then when... That was actually when the, the, the guy with the Jeff Stryker porn, that was actually when suddenly it was like this friend of the girl who lived there, uh, she was like, well, I know a guy who's moving, who's, his lease is ending and he needs a place. Because we were like, uh, when we found out that the guy had no job and it was like, you know, he just stopped coming home. He just, you know, mm-hmm. he would come home when he knew no one was there except that that girl was, you know, there most of the time. So... We had to tell him through his sister, uh, tell him that as of New Year's, you know, January 1st, someone else lives in this house and he better come get all of his shit sometime in December because all of his shit is going to be on the street. All of it. God, I I forgot all about that, but I remember it now. Yeah. The nerve, the nerve to be like, why is my shit outside? You said I had a month. You said, and I'm like, no, you had last month, you motherfucker. I mean, it was like, yeah. I, I really, I do not tolerate well people saying, you know, misrepresenting and being like, no, you said this. And I'm like, you fucking prove mm-hmm. I said that because I know I didn't. It's like, wh- why do people think they can get away with that? I know what I fucking said. I know uh-huh. what day he was supposed to be out there. It's like, why would I tell you you had till the end of January when on January 1st someone was moving in? Yeah, yeah, It's like totally. bullshit. You know, so yeah, I had a lot of fun throwing his shit out in the yard. And it was weird because I had considered him one of my best friends. And yeah, I remember, oh my God, yeah. living, living with someone without really knowing what scum they actually are. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, you really know somebody. You really find out that your friends are terrible people when you live with them. And wasn't he like a pharmacy tech that would like steal pills? Oh no, that was that was that was the one that moved in. That was the Jeff Stryker porn guy. Oh, because okay, he, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a whole other that was a whole other thing where the reason why I became a pill addict. Because right around the time when I started, oh, oh, that's when right. I didn't realize okay. that I was getting into a serious depression and was semi-suicidal and didn't know it, I had someone move into my house who worked in a pharmacy and was going to nursing school, and he would come home with the giant pharmacy-sized bottles of oh, Valium yeah. and Xanax. And, and I don't know how he possibly got away with that, but he got away with I it guess for a back long then time. it wasn't as controlled as it is now. Yeah, because know? I mean, you know, there was a lot of stuff he couldn't he couldn't get. But he was the guy when he became the guy at the pharmacy who was responsible for disposing of the stuff that was expired, which means it's not legally the same potency like they can't legally claim it's the same potency but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it because it was fine yesterday um yeah and he would be the one who had to go dispose of it but he would dispose of it by putting it in the trunk of his car oh and then he would come home and 
he would come home like once a month with enormous quantities of drugs. And it just, it just happened to be a time when I decided I had just learned how to swallow pills. I, within six months of learning how to swallow a pill, I was a drug addict (laughs) because boy, was my house full of drugs. (laughs) Oh Oh, my God. I love Xanax. Anyway. I hate that guy. Fucking hate that guy. <laughs> you know, until until we bought this house and I cha- I finally didn't have my my I had the same phone number from the moment I moved out of my parents' house until I bought this house. Up until we changed phone numbers when we moved here, I was still getting collections calls from that asshole. Oh. People constantly asking, Oh, may I speak to so and so? It's like, bitch, he doesn't live here. I haven't lived with him since like 1995, But no, it's a very, very serious thing, in the sense that it's taken very seriously by some gullible people. In short, this is when medical science gives no indication that a woman is pregnant, and yet, somehow she not only is, but she's really, really pregnant. Like, pregnant for years. Okay? If you are not a person who can separate the real from the bullshit, you might get sucked into a belief that all these medical-looking websites and Facebook groups and whatnot are talking about a real thing here. But let's just take some excerpts from crypticpregnancysupportgroup.com and see what we think, okay? Now assume all the following is directly quoted from the website unless it's really obvious that I'm making fun of it, okay? What is a cryptic pregnancy? A cryptic pregnancy is a pregnancy where there is no detectable HCG in the mother's system due to a hormonal imbalance resulting in an extremely long gestation period that is typically three to five years. Due to the nature of cryptic pregnancy, many women do not realize that they are pregnant until delivery, but many are very aware that they are indeed pregnant. With either case, cryptic pregnancy is not caused by stress or the fetus hiding to increase the possibility of it making it to full term. Just jumping in here, uh, so I guess the fetus is like, oh no, I don't think she wants to be pregnant, so I'm a hide over here by her kidney. Okay, back to the website. The medical slash birthing industries and the mainstream media only believe that a cryptic pregnancy occurs when the mother does not know until delivery, like on the TV show, I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. They believe that if the mother had done pregnancy tests, that those tests would have been positive. They believe that if the mother did preform pregnancy tests, that she tested wrong. Preform. Because, you know... Serious medical websites, they don't bother spell-checking. They do not, oh, I'm sorry, the do not recognize or understand that a cryptic pregnancy takes years, years, regardless of the mother's awareness or lack thereof. When a mother who is unaware of her pregnancy delivers, they assume that she only carried 40 or so weeks because this is all anyone knows. There are many common misconceptions about cryptic pregnancy, and most of the information that is available is not correct. What? No. Okay, big list here of the characteristics of a cryptic pregnancy, and I'm going to sum it up like this. All pregnancy tests are negative, including ultrasounds. She keeps on having periods the whole time. And the fetus grows super slow because of the insufficient levels of pregnancy hormones. Because remember, she got tested and there was no sign of them. So she's going to gestate for anywhere from 22 months to 9 years. 
Let me say that again. 22 months to nine years. And here's another informative list. What does not cause a cryptic pregnancy? Stress, psychological denial, diet, vitamin deficiency, lifestyle, the father's DNA, the blood types of the mother or father, fucking a Bigfoot. Okay, that one's just for me. I know, I know. It's a cryptic pregnancy, not a cryptid pregnancy. Now, I'd love to read you the entire list of what to expect with a cryptic pregnancy because it is fucking gold. But I'm going to stick to just one bullet on the list. You may be told that the fetal movement is gas, IBS, your bowels moving, your abdominal muscles moving, worms, a parasite, cysts, fibroids, constipation, muscle spasms. The list goes on. Now, I mentioned medical and medical-ish websites that talk about cryptic pregnancy, and if you Googled it, you'd be amazed at how many hits you get. But the thing is, if you dive into the actual legit sites that talk about actual medical stuff, what they're really talking about is that phenomenon of women being pregnant and not realizing it until, oh crap, I seem to be having a baby which is a rare but legit thing when a woman has crazy hormone levels or PCOS or just really, really irregular periods. And so she's so used to her body acting crazy that the usual symptoms that make a woman check to see if she's pregnant are just everyday life for her. And they're not talking about, I've been pregnant for years and I've been to 11 doctors and taken 300 pregnancy tests and everyone is lying to me and I know my body and you know how doctors just don't believe women. Exploiting a real problem to support your bullshit. Way to go, Karen. Oh, and you know what these wackadoos say about the women who didn't know they were pregnant? They insist that those women can't possibly know how long they were pregnant because they didn't know in the first place. So that means they were pregnant way longer than the doctor tells them, because of course they were. When in reality, what makes actual medical sense is if a woman has no idea she's pregnant, the utter lack of prenatal care, diet, lifestyle, that can easily increase the odds of a preterm birth. It's just the anecdotal evidence that says, well, maybe she was pregnant for five years. You don't know, Dr. Smarty Pants, with your fancy degrees. Hence the bullshit argument that the mainstream media doesn't understand it because they only listen to doctors and doctors are so stupid. And we can just go ha-ha and think they're morons and just go on with our lives. And most woo really doesn't hurt anyone. But if you visit that support group website I was reading from earlier... Their homepage has a story that is actually true, just not quite how they're telling it, where scammer assholes are preying upon infertile couples in Nigeria who are told that for a hefty fee and many months of special herbs, they can create a cryptic pregnancy in them and convince them they really are going to have a baby, despite all medical evidence to the contrary. And it's just going to take a really long time, and you have to come to our birthing center to have that baby, because those other doctors won't believe you. And they might even be putting these women under anesthesia, and when she wakes up, she's handed a baby that, of course, isn't hers. Weirdly... These people who totally believe in nine-year pregnancies and lying doctors and shit, they're even saying, yeah, these people in Nigeria are total charlatans. So remember, kids, doctors are stupid, the media lies, and sometimes that gas is really a baby that's been growing in you for six years. Prove me wrong. Lots of roommates, but I don't. I mean, other than I remember Ginger. Okay. And it wasn't even that anything really bad happened. I thought she was cute, and she had a fabulous girlfriend that was cute, yeah. and we had a lot of fun together. And then all of a sudden, she just disappeared and didn't come home for two months. Oh wow! And left 
all of our stuff in a room, including there was a turtle. Oh, I remember the turtle. There was a turtle. Oh, no. And wasn't there fish? I don't know. I just remember the turtle. I remember the turtle, and it was like, oh, Ginger hasn't come home in, like, five days. I guess I should feed this turtle. And, um, oh, my God. So we fed the turtle, and I remember Darren and his girlfriend at the time took the turtle because the turtle needed to be taken care of. And, but in the meantime, I, I, you know, this was before cell phones. Right, of course. So I couldn't get a hold of her. I didn't know where the, and so it was like literally two months had gone by. Yeah. And so I just started packing all of her shit up, and I remember putting it all in the front yard with the sign that said free. Nice. And I remember her her boombox. I remember she was really, really into the Spice Girls. <laughs> so all of her, like, Spice Girls videos right. and CDs and blah, blah, blah. I just took and got some money for them. Wow. And then a couple weeks later, she all of a sudden shows up furious that I got rid of her stuff and I sold her stuff and she was and I had her mother calling me threatening me to call the police on me for stealing and selling her daughter's shit. Oh my god. That just reminded me of the same roommate, the one that I would get all the collector's calls on. When he moved out, I just like one day when I was at work, I come home and find his closet was empty, but all his fucking furniture and everything was still around. And I was just like, and he didn't come home that night and weeks and weeks went by. And he actually did have a cell phone, like one of those saved by the bell, big giant. He, oh he yeah. Was the oh kind my of gosh. Guy, I don't know where he got that fucking thing, but he used to love to go into a bar and like set that giant thing on a bar to impress people. God, he was such an asshole. But um <laughs> because he happened to have that, I was able to contact him that way. But, but like I kept thinking, well, maybe he just went to go stay with his girlfriend in San Antonio for a little bit and maybe he'll come home. And then it was like a couple weeks go by and I'm like, where the fuck are you? And do you live here anymore? Because you cleaned out your closet and that's kind of an indication. And it was like, well, I'll, I'll get my stuff. And he had that. I would have loved to have thrown his shit out, except that he had, what was it like? Crate and barrel. Like those, that those companies that had like the unbelievably heavy, thick wooden furniture. Oh yeah. Yeah. His entire bedroom set, including a, a, King size waterbed, oh. just fucking sitting there in the big yeah. bedroom in the house in the in yeah. the duplex, the big bedroom, because he had all he had so much goddamn bedroom furniture. Oh my god! So one day I called and I guess I talked to his girlfriend and I was like, "You guys have till Friday afternoon to get all this shit out of this house." Because I don't think you understand that I no longer have a roommate here. Yeah. And I can't get a new roommate if your shit is in my house. Exactly. It's like, it's like go off and play your little games with your little, ooh, look, we're engaged nonsense. I can't believe you're marrying that guy, but whatever. But, you know, go off and, and have fun. But in the meantime, get your fucking shit, your ugly ass yep. furniture out of my house. And I will say that girl he was engaged to, she was a friend of the friend whose boyfriend he fucked. That's oh, so complicated. But she, uh, there was a period where she would come to the house sometimes and he wasn't dating her, but she was a friend of his friend and she was really cute. And she was, and she was nice. And he would ask me like, oh, what did you think of her? Whatever her name was, Susie, whatever her name was. And I would be like, well, she's, you know, she seems really cool. And every time he would bring her up, he would say, well, you know, she's on Jenny Craig. Uh. Because he couldn't handle apparently the fact that she was slightly chubby. And well, she's on Jenny Craig means... Look, I don't really like her, but when she's skinnier, I'll fuck her. 
I mean, that's basically what yeah. he was saying. But wasn't he, if I remember right, he was kind of an ugly fat fuck, right? Yes, he was. The best <laughs> way I can describe him, and I probably have described him this way before, is he looks like Tom Cruise swallowed Christian Slater and then gave himself a shemp haircut. That's what he looked like. He really thought he looked just yeah, like Tom Cruise. And it's like, okay, Tom Cruise on his best day is not attractive to me, but I could kind of see that other people would see it. On what planet did he actually look like Tom Cruise? Oh, I know. Yeah, no. If I, Tom yeah. Cruise had lived a very, very different life and had become yeah. an al- a really puffy alcoholic, maybe they would look similar, you know. But, oh, God, that guy. Yeah. God, that guy. Oh, God, yeah, I remember that, though. And then, oh, and so, like, so so we got rid of all the ginger stuff. And then she just comes over with some guy who I didn't know who he was that she, you know, was too nervous to come into the house by herself to try to get her stuff. And, you know, what was left of it. And, you know, it was all bent out of shape. And I was like, well, I, whatever you can, I sold your stuff to such and such pawn shop or right. half price books or whatever. You can go buy it back. But I, you know, by, and by the way, you owe me like, you know, $600. Yeah. It's like, I am not your storage unit. And she, I remember that she was all in my face and that was the only time, or no, I should say that wasn't the only time. That was the first time I ever pulled somebody to their face to get the fuck out of my house was her, you know, ghetto ass friend that she had brought over that was, I was going to be intimidated by because he was black. Right. It's like apparently it's she doesn't like, know you very I'm well. not intimidated by you. Get the yeah. fuck out of my house. Oh, my God. I'm suddenly remembering one more thing about the same guy. So, because when you were talking about selling her stuff, I just remembered there used to be a... It's it's still there, but it's a giant shopping center now called South Park Meadows. It's just south of Austin. South Park Meadows was, at one time, a gigantic outdoor concert venue. It was basically like a big ranch Oh, yeah, yeah. Lilith Fair was there once. I mean, like, it was this huge thing. And um, that asshole had tickets to Pearl Jam at South Park Meadows, and they came in the mail. And during that period where it was like, dude, you owe me so much fucking money. You, you know, you leaving your old shitty TV here and your ugly couch, your grandma's old couch... That doesn't pay my fucking bills, you know? So he was like, well, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to go when, when the, when the Pearl Jam tickets come, why don't you see if you can sell them? Because I'm not going to get to go anyway, because I don't live there anymore. And oh, so I found yeah. the ticket broker because there were a lot of those, you know, ticket scalper people. And I sold those Pearl Jam tickets to pay fucking bills. Mm-hmm. This was right in the early days of tickets having like barcodes or something on them. So like to, like to avoid scalping and, or, or copy or like counterfeiting tickets or whatever. So what I didn't know until after I sold them and then that ticket broker sold them those tickets to someone who went to the concert and couldn't get in. Oh no. Because those tickets had been canceled because that motherfucker got out of paying his bills (laughs) by telling me that I could sell his bullshit worthless tickets that he had canceled. So the day of the concert, I get a phone call from the ticket broker wanting his money back because he had to give the money back to those people. And I'm like, if I had money, I wouldn't have had to sell these fucking tickets. So I now I owed money to some guy. So not only did I, I, you know, yeah, sure, I paid off some bills, but it kind of like I had to. As soon as I made that much money again, I had to give it to the ticket broker because of this asshole. 
Fucking God, I don't, you know, and I know that I had to have known about that, but God, I don't oh, remember. God, it was fucking infuriating. It was so humiliating because I, at, at least the guy, oh, God, at least yeah. the guy understood because even when I told him, I said, these aren't even my tickets. They're my roommate's tickets, but he owes me money. And he was like, oh, it happens all the time. Don't worry about it. But what doesn't happen all the time is the guy being a lying piece of shit and, and canceling the tickets. I didn't even know that was a thing. Because yeah. I was so fucking yeah. poor. I was so broke. I didn't get to go to concerts. I didn't get to go to see fucking Pearl Jam. I didn't get to go to shit like that. See, I didn't know that you could even... I didn't even yeah, know that I didn't was know a thing that, that, because yeah. it had been so long since I'd done anything that cost money. Oh my God, I hate him. You know, I've been fortunate. Like, all the roommates I had, other than, you know, I had, uh, you know, our friend Dolores that time, who I had to ask her to leave because I couldn't deal with her child. Oh, my God. But she was actually a good roommate. She cleaned and she cooked oh, and she paid everything. And She was so, she was so amazing. But, yeah, God damn it. Having, having a roommate with a little kid is a whole... That was hard, thing, but I've... I actually, all my roommates have been good. I've never had any problems, even like my ex that kept moving in and out with me over and over and over. Right, right. We got along great together, you know? Yeah, you guys worked really well as roommates. You were were similar enough that you had like the same aesthetic and you liked the same stuff and yeah. I've been really fortunate. Like I don't have any bad roommate stories other than... Oh my god. I only had one good roommate out of all of them. The only good roommate I ever had was the one that I didn't even know. It was the only time I I was this was actually after that asshole left and I finally got him to get his shit out. I put up a three by five card on the bulletin board at work and a guy who just worked there, the he calls me. We talked for hours on the phone. We hit it off immediately. We we were like the same age. We got we both graduated from college the same month. He went to UT. I went to what's now Texas mm-hmm. State. We had the same degree. You know, we had the same major in college. Yeah, who was this? I don't even remember. His name his name was Gilbert. I'll just oh, oh, God, yeah, 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 of course, Dipper yeah. Was so cute. He was oh, he so was cute. great. Yeah, I loved him. And he had a really cute girlfriend, too, right? He did, but, but she was one of the, the only, because I was trying to think if I had any bad stories about him because he was so wonderful. And, I mean, you know, I, I, can't, I can't fault him for, like, cooking menudo in the house and stinking it up, you know, because the smell of boiling tripe is not something that comes out of the, carpet very easily but he um (laughs) the only bad thing although that was kind of fabulous when he would when he would make make menudo is he would like boil pig's feet and stuff and so we'd have these like cooked pig's feet just sitting in the fridge that he was like trying to decide what to do with because after he you know for making the soup and then this this neighbor someone moved in down the street and they had these big dogs and the dogs were out running around and they kept coming to the house and we gave one of the dogs one of the pig's feet. Oh, my God. I bet it was heaven, huh? He was so excited. But then we realized later, oh, my God, that dog ran home with a pig's foot in his mouth. <laughs> and those poor people didn't know where it came we're from. Probably that was, that was like, fabulous, though. We're probably like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. It was, it was so great. I loved living with him. It was so much fun. But there was one thing, and the cute girlfriend was part of the only bad thing I could come up with. And that was they they fought a lot. Like they fought more than any couple. Oh I've really? Ever known. But then the thing was that one day, like years later, they just decided to stop fighting and then they just didn't fight anymore. So it was almost like they were wow. literally fighting over nothing. Like they were literally fighting because I don't know because it's fun I don't know but uh, but but the problem was that this was like one you know the landline I mean you know we have one phone in the house or we have multiple phones but one phone line and he would fight with her 
on the phone and, you know, one or the other of them would scream something and slam the phone down. But then they weren't done fighting, so they'd call back. Oh, God. Yes. It's like, no, fuck you, slam. And then immediately, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. And another thing. So it would be like yelling, 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 silence for maybe 60 seconds, phone rings, Picking up the phone, yelling, yelling, yelling. This would go on for an hour. Oh, God, yes. It was like, dude, you got. <laughs> it's like, at least if you're going to fight, stop hanging up. I can, I can tune out you guys talking, but the phone constantly ringing is killing me. <laughs> but I, other, other, I loved him, though. I absolutely loved living with him. He was the best. I want to go into any particular stories about the female, the one female roommate, the only uh, time I ever lived with a woman. Yes. I mean, I've mentioned her already because her. she was allowed to move in. She was allowed to move in despite the fact that she was never going to pay a bill and whatever. And I've talked about her before. I just, I was, I was jotting down notes of, okay, well, what stories of hers have I already told? And so I, I literally have, it's almost like a bullet list of complete insanity. And I just, I just kind of, I don't want to not talk about it. So I've, I've told about waking up in the morning to find a cab parked in the driveway because she went downtown with no money and had to fuck a cab driver to get a ride home. Yes. And then the fucking cab driver didn't leave our house for two days. Because he was having the time of his life. And I'm like, can you uh, leave now? I mean, God damn it. Um, I, I think I've told the story of the time I was, she had the bedroom off the kitchen because that house was laid out weird. Yeah. I think my bedroom was the only real bedroom in that house, the when it was originally built. And then it was like porch, got walled in, build another porch. At the, and then at the other end of that, wall that in and call it. Yeah, a room. I remember, it, was, yeah. it was a very weird house of just rooms that you'd have to pass through rooms to get to other rooms. So standing in the kitchen, knowing she's about to fuck some guy, again, <laughs> someone from high school, while she was dating someone else from high school, mm -hmm. and those two guys hated each other. I mean, if it was possible to have an actual arch nemesis that you went to high school with, they that's what these guys would be. Oh and yeah, so I remember. And I remember both people. Yeah, I remember both people. And even though she, even though she was dating the nice one, she really, really wanted to fuck the other one. And it's like really gross, gross, gross. And I'm in the I'm in the kitchen, being like, uh, "Can you come out here for a minute? I really need to talk to you. Can you come out here?" And she comes out, and, and I'm like, I'm trying to explain to her. It's like you cannot fuck him. You cannot fuck him. And, I, and I'm giving her a laundry list of reasons why she shouldn't fuck him. And she's like, but his dick is so big. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, God damn it, you cannot do this. Meanwhile, I have to get up in the morning because I have a job. Yeah. You know, some of us have to fucking work. So I, you know, I storm off and go to bed and hope that she doesn't fuck him. And I manage to fall asleep. But when I wake up at like, you know, six in the morning... I wake up to at the other end of the house, but actually because of the way the house is laid out, it's on the other side of the wall. Yeah. For me. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. For like 10 minutes. Oh no. Yeah. No. And it's just like, Oh, she's fucking fucking that guy. I cannot. Oh God damn it. I mean, this was someone, this was a mother. This was someone with a little kid who every time the kid would go stay with her dad, it would be just like this fuck fest at my house. And it was oh, so I remember. Oh, damn it. I remember. Oh, my God. And, and can I also, another thing on the bullet list. Um, so one time she goes to visit her father, who had remarried a much, much younger woman. Mm -hmm. And that woman was the oldest sibling of her family. And so she had a considerably younger brother who wasn't all that much older than us. Yeah, yeah. But... When she went up there to visit 
with her daughter so she could see her grandfather. She comes home. Let's just call him Uncle Tony. (laughs) I don't remember his name. But she always refers to him as Uncle Tony because of her child. Uh-huh. So later, and, I, and I, I honestly, her kid had to have been in the house. She had to have still yeah. been there. I don't know, but I do remember hearing my roommate fucking Uncle Tony <laughs> and calling him Uncle Tony <laughs> while she fucks him. And granted, they were not related by blood in any way, but how do you ride some dick and, and call it <laughs> Uncle Tony? That's kind of fabulous, though. <laughs> I mean, my God. <laughs> and I'm not even done with the fucking list. She, would, she had fucking antiques. Even though her mother lived in a shed with no electricity and no water in the middle of someone's field, and I'm not making that up. And, you know, even though this is someone who basically couch surfed most of her life because she's so fucking useless, but she somehow had like a hundred year old desk and a Tiffany lamp and all this old vintage fiesta wear. But when her kid was in the house, You know, the kid's not allowed to touch her shit, but let the kid play with my shit because it does, it's not important and it's not valuable. So one day I come home to find, as I arrive home from work and I look up towards the house to see her child going from her, she had like a little plastic wading pool and she was taking water a bowl of water from the wading pool and walking over to where there were some plants and watering the plants and back and forth and back and forth. And just as I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, what bowl is she using? And just as I realize that it was a mid century, you know, milk glass bowl that was my mother got as a wedding present Uh. in 1959 but mom had given me some random yeah. things when I moved out of the house so I could have some pots and pans and things. It was it was the bowl that every Sunday of my childhood, tuna fish was made in that bowl. Oh, yeah. You know, she's carrying my mom's bowl. And just as I make this realization as I'm starting to head up the hill to the house, shatter. Oh. Drops it on the rock walkway And you know how Pyrex, it either doesn't break or it breaks into a million razor sharp pieces. Oh, it goes into a bazillion. Yes, I know. Oh, my God. And, I mean, there were razor sharp pieces of glass that were still getting stepped on and embedded in feet months later. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, because it, oh, I know. Yeah. And, of course, it's like the fact that I didn't go into the house and take one of her pieces of fiesta wear <laughs> and walk out there and right in front of her, slam it on the fucking ground. Oh, you the should have. The fact that I didn't do that is just a testament to how good a person I am. Uh, you should have and done that. And also how easy it is to abuse <laughs> me, basically. You know, I'm much better at standing up for myself now, but a lifetime of just taking shit. Oh, me too. My uh, You know, and God. when you say... <laughs> When you were saying about, you know, Uncle Tony, it made me think about, you know, me and Steve, how we used to like, mm-hmm. you know, we would go and get the, you know, those stupid porno novels that we, we talked about before. Oh, and we would God, laugh. Yes. And I just remember. Oh, yes. Oh, God. Those. Those books love to be about incest. Oh, yeah. They love incest but, in those stories. I will say my favorite, my favorite quote but, well, that, that I remember of all time is oh. the musky smell of red hot cock ready for some hand action. <laughs> Which I believe is in our third episode. Yeah. But I do remember. Oh, Vaseline. Go look that up. I, this, but I do remember, and this is no joke. There was a story in one of those books that was come on my tits and call me auntie. (laughs) 
haven't thought about that in years. Was that the title of the It story? was the title of the story. Let's come on my yeah. tits and call me Auntie. Oh my god, I'm going to have such a hard time not saying that all the time now. Because, like, if, you know, like, if someone says, well, slap my ass and call me Susan, or whatever those weird yeah. sayings are, it's going to be really hard to not just blurt that out someday. Oh, I feel so sorry for whoever happens to be the person I'm talking to when I say it. Oh, it's too bad it's that it's too dirty to make the title of the episode. I don't think uh, Apple Podcasts would be too happy with Oh, that. absolutely not. But it would be fabulous. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, because, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> For listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Mustard on Elvira's tits. Oh, okay. Oh, now I recognize it. It's just when it's it's so zoomed in. Oh, adventures in Skyping. Skyping with Pitney. God damn it. Oh my.